0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the Botcast Football Show, the show where we talk about all things related to Bristol United and a bit of football in general. Today, once again, I am joined by the Bristol United manager, John Gilbertson. John, how are you, mate?
1: I'm not too bad, James. Thank you. you good bad. weekend? Yeah, great. Well, a great weekend, really. Yeah. yeah Brewers, Brewers winning, Bristol United winning. So, yeah, good weekend. <laughs> and Spurs won Friday night? And Spurs won Friday night. And I'm not going to mention the other Bristol teams' result weekend, but you don't get much better. For no, um, I, I watched Bristol
0: City on Saturday and I thought we played all right in certain parts of the game, but we just have got no threat out front at the moment. And we got what we like in football normally, you get what you deserve, don't you? So, um, yeah, yeah. but no, but I'm glad you had a good weekend, mate. And um, as always, they start of the pod with a mental health and wellbeing check on a scale of 1 to 10. How are you? Ah, uh, a good strong
1: nine
0: now nine? The yeah. Yeah, happy days. And that's for for a Monday. That's not bad at all, is it? Let's be honest. So, no, happy take days. It. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm probably about seven. Well, a bit bit of usual Monday sort of feel, but um, it's not raining, so it could be worse. Going to could always be worse. Could be worse. Um, right. So there's only one place to start really, and that is with the great win on Saturday away at Little Stoke. Um. Uh,
1: Lion reser- uh, reserve. I sorry, so. line yeah. of
0: course. Sorry, lion reserves. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you want to give us a sort of an overview of the game and tell us how it went, please?
1: Yeah, it was a, it's a, a another great win, back to back wins now. So we know the season ain't started in is exactly how we wanted. And a couple of weeks ago, as I covered on last week's podcast, we sort of had a a big reset and um. This was the second game following that so we started off with a a great win and this week was going to be another toughest game away from home and um delighted that we we come away with a 5-2 victory um it was good solid performance um pleased with uh, pleased with the performance to an extent i don't think we were so good as we was the week before and i think we can be a hell of a lot better but it's it's small baby steps at the moment it's um it's starting back to basics, and it was not just going to be suddenly sort of like Man City overnight. It's going to get some good results and good performances, and then some not so good results and good performances. But overall, I'm I'm really pleased. Five goals um, scored away from home, which is pleasing. Um, Decent goals as well, I must say. Yeah, yeah, some some nice some nice goals in there. So yeah. a couple of nice moves and um, uh, sort of good performances. For I think we missed our captain this week. Callum Callum Rowan wasn't there yeah. this week, and I knew he said he's probably up there with one or two for the player of our season so far. Um, so I knew Callum was going to be a big miss to the side, and, he, and we did miss him. But nevertheless, I mean that the side we put out was a strong side, and and went and sort of got the job done really. Um, and I said it, although it I thought it wasn't so strong as our performance last week. In all fairness, it's sort of sitting down and watching the game again. It's it's a million times better than what we've been producing so far. So, um, like I said, it's just small positive steps at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like you said, that's two, two wins on the banks. Um, How many goals is that in two games? Um, Ten goals in two games?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah so it's not, which not is, um, well.
0: no, you just can't be, can't be nocturally, can it? And like I said, I mean, I, I wasn't there on Saturday, as you know, but I watched the game yesterday, last night on YouTube. And if anybody yeah. wants to go on YouTube and watch it, like with all your social media, it's all available to watch. Um, and yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, like I said, I thought there was some good goals. I thought, I thought one thing that struck me was the, the distribution from the goalkeeper It was very good.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, we've got a goalie in recent. Because he got the he first goal going, didn't he? With, with the
0: ball out, and then it was. It, I wouldn't say it was route one football, but it was direct football. And if, yeah, and if, and if but, but I don't mean that negatively. It was direct and very effective.
1: Yeah, let's. The one thing we possess, and anybody who sort of who watches us know, we've got a really good goalie in in Rhys He's he's an excellent goalie, and the my although he's an excellent sort of. Uh, shot stopper and commanding his arrow. he's superb at that. What I do like with Reese, we we play sometimes a dangerous game, and I'm asking the is to play with their feet a lot. And it's I'm not trying to be Pepe City; it's just the way we set up. Yeah. And one thing, what the one strong aspect of Reese's game is, he's he's brilliant with his left and right foot, mm. and it showed in that goal. I mean, he, he picks the ball up and, and pings a a, a, a set a direct ball down the channels for George P C to pick up and. Um, George sort of superbly skinned his man and put a, a lovely cross in and a, and a great header from Tom Blake. And it was a, it was a great first, first goal. But it goes to show you, I mean, if we're, we put the emphasis on playing football and we do. Yeah. But it don't always mean five, 10 yard passing. Sometimes with a purposely hit direct longer pass is just as good as a five yard pass if it's done on purpose.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, you can play 100 passes around the back and not get anywhere, can't you? So. Yeah you know you just said the word purpose has got to be a purpose to everything you do hasn't it so yeah yeah. um and and just just on that obviously training tomorrow night um when when you're training i mean again i've seen some of the videos that you put on youtube with the shooting drills and the different sort of things you do work on in training Do, do you have sort of like what's the right way to put this do you have department training, so do the defence train together, do the midfield strikers, goalkeepers, or is it just a collective where they all work no, we, on one thing?
1: It's a mixture of, of all of that. Sometimes we are, I have the all team in and train uh, as a whole, which yeah. last sort of the training session it was, um, it was a whole. But from time to time then, we will break it up where um, normally sort of Sam Morgan, who's our big centre-aff, um, a very experienced, very good player, he'll take some of the defenders for, for for me and so he'll take the defensive side and coach shape and anything with body shape tackling whilst right. I'm working with the midfielders and attackers. So we do we do split it up. It depends on my frustrating part of sort of this level is we only get the players once once a week, twice a week sometimes with training. Yeah. And you're trying to fit a lot of things in in that session where I mean, if I had my way, I'd, I'd, I'd have training sort of every night where you can really sort of be coaching players, um, with so much more time to do things. But it's, is a, it's a mix up of a multitude of things. And you'll see, like I said, this week we concentrated on a bit of, um, the yeah, sort of tacking movement and shooting and then a little bit of sort of back the basics in terms of movement, being light on your feet and sort of how to jockey. And it's just taking one sort of aspect. Yeah, time over a separate training session, but yeah, of course, yeah, but it we, all comes we, together we in the
0: end, doesn't it? So
1: yeah,
0: and the weekend saw the club move up to ninth in the table on ten points. Yeah, yeah, Um which again is, is is progress. And and looking at the table as it was earlier, it's not it's not a lot in it really, is there?
1: No, and it's it's sort of. um it's early days. I think where I said we're, we're about five, I think five points off the of top spot. I think no seven points off seven the top points, spot yeah. Yeah. With, a, with a game in hand. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's early days. It's not sort of the beginning of the season because we're six, seven, eight games in for some teams. But yeah. there there is a long way to go. And I think this division more than ever this year, you can see it's pretty it's pretty close, really, right from from bottom to top. And I think teams are going to take points off each other which is going to be a big out for the chasing pack towards the end of the season. There's nobody one or two sides, what looks like, just dominating and running away with it. I know Parknell was has got an impressive record to start with. but um, Yeah, I mean, they're top yeah. on
0: 17 points, but like you said only, only seven-point difference. And one of the teams, Made Forever, who I, I watched you play the other week, they played 10 games, so they seem to have played quite, quite a bit more than anybody else.
1: Yeah, and it's it's, and that's sometimes like for for even sort of talking to myself in terms of what we want to achieve this year. Because I said we have taken the pressure off, but there's still ambitions there. And sort of a game or two ago, you're looking at Made Forever, and you're thinking, my God, like they're they're already pulling away from us. Can we catch them? And and sort of within the space of two weeks, how quickly it can change. I mean, we're I think we're six points six points behind them with three games and hand. So that's how quick it could change week upon week, really, and I think there is all to play for. Um, obviously, to keep people at the top got a, a nice start and advantage with the points, but um, yeah, it's not a football to do yet.
0: Yeah, because at the weekend there wasn't a lot of games played the weekend, was there?
1: No, I think we're getting to that sort of time of year where there's Cup games um, being scheduled in, like the GFA Cup, Somerset Cup, so I think you're going to have a mixture of some games called off with Pitches weather going forward, some cup games. So this is why I think you tend to get some teams playing four, like five, six games. Some teams ten games. It's just just depends on how it's set up and who's playing who and what cup.
0: Yeah, we're just looking at the games that were we'll played Saturday. Parton all played, but their game was abandoned. So we don't know what happened. Couple of, couple of clubs on Saturdays because the weather was pretty. Um... It wasn't very much, nice, yeah. was it? Put it that way.
1: No, we we had a pretty decent first half at our game, and it was um it was a nice sort of bright day. And then second half, I mean, it was uh it was horrendous, and it it was melting down with rain and quite windy. And it, did, I mean, the pitch held up okay, but the conditions wasn't wasn't great at all.
0: No, and and just going back to fixtures and so on, this coming weekend, the fourth of November, you're currently looking for a friendly, aren't you? Is that right?
1: We are yeah, we was gonna do, i think we sort of scheduled to play hanum um in the league, but they're in the, the g f a cup this week, so that game takes priority over the league so um we are looking for a friendly game um we're looking for a sort of a team similar levels to us because I got a few players uh, away actually myself and it's, it's a good chance for a friendly to um to sort of get in some of the minutes into the legs of people who ain't necessarily starting week in and week out or getting 20-30 minutes so yeah so if anybody's listening um feel free to sort of reach out to me or the, or the club on twitter or any of our social media channels and um i've got a pitch book to own for a 2pm kickoff so we're just searching for opponents really
0: and is that the case for the 11th as well
1: it is, yeah. So back to back weeks now. We've got no, no league, uh, no fixture planned for, for this forthcoming Saturday or the, or the week after. So again, I'll be doing something similar next week, yeah. um, looking for an opponent. And then the week after we're back to normal. We're actually in the, um, the Somerset Cup ourselves away to, to Ilchester the week after. So it's a good, good free and a bit, nearly four weeks. And so we play our next league game now. So I want to keep us, uh, Get some friendlies with the cup game, keep us, uh, keep us on the ball, and keep us fresh.
0: Yeah, definitely, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Keep, keep the, try and keep the momentum going, even if it's friendlies, and you and you get the win. It's still a win, isn't it? So, absolutely. Um, your home pitch, John, because mm. I haven't actually, I've, I've seen it on, I've seen your home games on YouTube, but for all my sins, I haven't been to a home game live. Do you play on the 4G or the grass, or does it depend on what pitch you get allocated?
1: No, our, our own pitch is grass. Um, so we've got a grass pitch, which we play on throughout the season. Yeah, I think you'll see sometimes in our pre-season friendlies, or if there is, is extremely bad weather that the pitch is unplayable, yeah. then we move to the 4G at Imperial Sports. Right, okay. So right. the reason we play a lot of the summer on that is because they're reseeding our pitch and they like to um obviously give it a care. That it needs, so we've, we we move to 4G. But now all league and cup games throughout the season, unless there's a chance of postponing the game yeah. and the 4G's free, but we'll, we'll be on grass. I
0: suppose it's nice to have that option as well, isn't it? Because obviously, like you said, we are getting to a time of year and time of season where games will start getting postponed because of the weather.
1: Yeah, and and Matt, we've got a good relationship with Matt who manages all that in, in Imperial Sports Ground and, and he's the superb Matt and looks after us well and um yeah and it's it's yeah, it's just handy to winter months. We've known it over the years where you could could feasibly go sort of six to seven weeks without a game if we have a really bad winter. So yeah,
0: it's, crazy, it's nice it? to
1: still keep uh keep the games coming and stop the backlog towards the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean the the I mean my my personal opinion is nothing beats the grass for a game of football you know, you, no you no. don't get the same game on on a artificial pitch do you but
1: no no i mean i i i love i love both i I love 4g in terms of like play as a player myself mm. in terms of it's just so true and flat for passing so that part of me love loves the 4g um yeah. but then you you haven't got it's not grass no. so it's it's never going to be grass, but um but, yeah. It's not a bad second. It's not
0: a bad alternative, is it? I suppose that's the no, not at all. Probably way to put it. So just to recap, this Saturday, fourth of November, and the eleventh of November, you're looking for friendlies. You've got the home pitch book for this Saturday. Have you got the home pitch book for the following Saturday?
1: I don't know at this stage. No. So I, I, I'm waiting. So I've made inquiries and I'm waiting for some um, for 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 Matt to come back up to me. But uh, yeah, but you're so also we,
0: you're we, also open on to playing away on the eleventh. I take it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so cool. if the t- a team wants to again reach out to us, um, yeah, it doesn't really make much difference to us. We're happy to as long as we get a game.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, at some point this week, we're, I'm going to organise a pod special with Ash and Sam so that everybody can get to know them and have a chat with them. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and we, oh, and you've got a charity event in November, haven't you?
1: yeah so the, yeah we've just started sort of putting the information out there now, so it's sunday the twenty sixth I think it is of yeah. November, so we've teamed up with as you know james I mean we're a big sort of we we do a lot for charity and and sort of select random charities that's yeah. that's close to us and um this this forthcoming one is going to be an eight hour constant game of football, so it's i think in the title it sounds probably well that's that's okay i think when you really think about a constant <laughs> football game for eight hours it's insane so um so yeah and we've teamed up with the alzheimer's uh society which is 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 obviously there's a lot going on with you know, sort of dementia in in sport and football and stuff like that so we felt that was a, a very sort of worthy cause to team up with this this time and um yeah and it's uh it's it's going great guns at the moment, so we're hoping to get a few things on on the day for some people to come and watch us. But we, and we, but we do realise this is not a not a summer event where we're really sort of marketing for the public to come and watch us and help us raise money because with great many in November is going to want to watch an eight hour game of football. So <laughs> we've had a little tweak around. We've tasked the players this time to. um to start raising money themselves, And they've been targeted with raising 50 pound each to play in this uh, sort of eight hour game of football. And we thought it might be a bit of a tall order, but the early stages people are coming back and quite a few individuals, they've raised like 100, 150, 200, 250 already.
0: Fantastic. So
1: um, yeah, it's gonna be a great day um yours truly will be attempting to play um <laughs> I as possible that. i was just gonna uh, ask you that I,
0: I didn't think you'd better go eight hours watching people play without i to go yourself so. <laughs>
1: uh, i got our job to go eight hours without with staying awake let alone play football. <laughs> um, but i've started me walks i'm a, i'm an old man up to up to these younger ones but i've started going out walking and i'm gonna put myself through it um as much as my body can take it um, fair enough so, uh, but yeah, is is a great cause and another another good event. Yeah, hundred percent,
0: Is is the game sort of um in club games? Is it, is it eleven aside?
1: No, mm. we're gonna we're gonna be looking probably about a seven aside. So uh, it'll be, it'd be
0: two teams. Your team yeah. split in two, basically sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's all
1: all so all in out. So it'll be split in two, and I think the 11 the, the side pitch, one, we couldn't guarantee it with the weather, weather so it was the decision sort of made on a, a bit of a smaller pitch, which should keep the game a bit more interesting, and is not a big pitch for us to be covering and killing ourselves at yeah, the same time. Because, but, it is,
0: because it is a long time, isn't it? Eight, eight hours is a long time to be doing anything, let alone...
1: Yeah, so I can remember... A video I think and it was Alan Shearer and he hasn't long retired and I think they attempted it with rolling subs and Mm. at the time I thought well that's I'd I'd do that but when you're talking of a like an ex-pro they're extremely fit and and he looked absolutely shattered so (laughs) I I think it's going to be an incredibly hard and we've had one or two players um, and I'm going to call him out now I know Billy um, Gilbertson he's right from the start he said he's going to play all eight hours no problem Right. Okay. So, watch this space because I think he's living in dreamland. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm sure a few of them think they're going to breeze it, but I think they're going to be in for a bit of a shock. I mean, even being in call for eight hours would be tiring. Yeah. And, yeah. and bear in mind, we're playing on the Saturday before as well. So. Yeah, I was just um, thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, and to help the league play that for eight hours, I might have to drop him from the Saturday game. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's going to love that.
0: <laughs> well i'm sure i'm sure it'll be a good occasion and um if obviously if anybody wants to pop up it'll be at the home at imperial yeah
1: yeah imperial we,
0: we, obviously players. we mentioned it before as well but on the 26th of november a date for the diary um at imperial if anybody wants to go along and, and watch i'm sure everybody's welcome or, I, i'm saying this but I'm, I'm sure they are welcome aren't they
1: Yeah, we welcome everybody to uh, to cheer us on, cheer us on, boo us, whatever you (laughs) want to do. Um, Pick pick Billy up off the floor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, just away from Bristol United, obviously we spoke last week, your Rovers, I'm City. Um, It's been a busy week in in terms of manager departures at both clubs. Obviously, Joey Barton left last week and Nigel Pearson left yesterday. So what's your... I know you're not particularly worried about city, so what's what's your thoughts on Barton? Right decision, wrong decision?
1: Well, first of all, I just want to lay any fears that I'm not gonna be leaving Bristol United to take either <laughs> City or Rovers. So I know the players and, and Sam and Ash is gonna be frightened to death of losing me, so I just wanna put that on record now. I'm I'm not taking over. Right um, We got we got an exclusive
0: yeah. on the pod, yeah? <laughs> yes.
1: <Yeah. laughs> um but no it's um I it is a bit of a shock um with with Barton, but I'm not totally shocked. Um being being close to it and you don't need to be a Rovers fan to to know what Joey Barton's about. And yeah. although there hasn't been many issues, he's a an abrasive character and just a little bit lately I felt there's a few things which is a, like a cardinal sin for managers of calling players out on post-match interviews and not just calling them out but really tearing them to shreds and being a bit degrading and sort of staying close to the rumors what you hear around your football club and this was going on about four or five days before where I know one of the two of the fans was starting to not turn but but say things and my gut feeling is I I the, the owners have come out and said it's football in matters. And I'm sure that's it is to agree. I still think there's something a little bit more um, than meets the eye with Barton sacking a um, allegedly called Steve Evans, I think a fat man and a weeble um, in the week, which is, I mean, as, as a, a massive Rovers fan who's, who's proud of your club, I don't like to see that. I think that's embarrassing. Yeah, a manager is calling a fellow manager that. And my opinion, um, if I was the owner of the Rovers, I would sack him on the spot and and, and make it known why, because there's no need of that. We all know passions is involved in the game. and some sometimes we're all idiots and get things get heated. But thirty minutes after a game, when you've had time to come down to to lower yourself to say things like that, and yeah. again. I'll put in allegedly because so I didn't hear it. But and, uh, my gut feeling is the, own, the new owners of Rovers, they didn't hire Barton, and I'm just wondering whether uh, they had enough of that kind of behaviour. Probably put up with it if they was near the top, but not being near the top, then it makes it an easier decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I, well. think I think that's quite similar to what's happened in the city as well, really. I don't, I don't think they, they said yeah. it's because of the results. and results haven't been great that really it won't lost five out of the last, last seven league games um yeah. the football's been all right at times but it's been not so good at, other, at the majority of times probably i would say personally um I, I suppose i suppose the question is for both of them i mean it's all very well everybody's got an opinion on who the right man is and all that but who 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 are they both going to get to replace them do you know what i mean
1: well, I think like being honest and being sensible now, I, I think City is in a position where actually I think they could probably replace Pearson with a, a quite a respectable candidate. City is still going to be—they're not the biggest side in, in the championship. They're they're nowhere near the biggest side, no. but they're still a decent-sized side that's going to attract a, a decent calibre of manager. And um, I know like John Eustace who just left Birmingham's mentioned and stuff, so. My gut feeling is I think City would be alright with it in terms of replacing Pearson with a similar manager or even a little bit better of a manager. Yeah, I think Rovers sometimes being that lower down again, that league down again, you could struggle because whether you like Barton or no, he was certainly he made the club and team so much more professional than it was two or three years ago. I'm not as confident of replacing, you may get a, a better man manager than Barton and a bit more respectable, yeah, but I'm not necessarily 100% confident of, um, that we actually replace him like for like in terms of a, of a football person. And I know Gary Monk's, I think, hot favourite at the moment. Um, and that would be a bit of a coup, cool, I think, for the Rovers. I know he's been out of management for a couple of years, but i think it's I think it's more risky to get a like for like replacement for rovers than it is is city i think
0: yeah, I mean, and like you said when there's a hot favorite with the book is there's usually something behind that as well isn't there
1: yeah, I and mean, he's moved in quite i heard last week again it's it's all the rumor mill, but I heard last week that something was with we with, with talked with Gary monk mm. and uh I mean let's. Let's see what happens over the coming couple of weeks, I should imagine. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't think, I
0: don't think either of the teams have messed about too long with getting a manager in, because obviously it's, um, a bit of uncertainty for the, for the club and the fans as well, isn't it? So.
1: Yeah. Well, and how football works now is whether they've already got ideals and replacements lined up. You you wouldn't be surprised. No, not at all.
0: I, I think City probably have got something lined up to get rid of Pearson like they have before the international break in a couple of weeks. Um, But we shall see, we shall see. And and just on the subject of managers, obviously you're a manager now. Who who is your, I didn't think I asked you this last week, so apologies if I did, but who's your footballing, who who would you say is the best manager ever or your footballing footballing manager icon, should we say?
1: Yeah, I think it's the same answer for both of those categories. I'm going to show my age a little bit now, but I think it's the legendary Brian Clough. Right, okay, yeah. Um, Sort of in my era of growing up, Cloughy was obviously the like the main man um managing knots forest at the time and and i have a, i think he's a very marmite character cluffy you either sort of love him or hate him i absolutely loved him and as i don't follow his side there's nothing to do with me but i think he had that sort of charisma um about him i found him sort of quite funny to listen to an intriguing clever man and for me, again, probably showing my age. I still think his achievement is probably one of the biggest achievements in, in world football of taking Forest from what was then the first division into the, sorry, the second division into the, the first truth. division, yeah. Yeah. which is the premiership now. Yeah. Winning the league and then going on and recording back to back European cups, which is now the Champions League.
0: It just wouldn't um, be done nowadays, would it? it, it no. It, 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 I, I mean, I, nothing's impossible. But in football terms I would say that's probably about as impossible as you can get nowadays.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think obviously I mean it, that wasn't his only club. He did it with Derby and took them up and yeah. yeah. things. And and I, for me, I mean there's been some great managers over the years and like Fergie and stuff like that. And Pep now and I like one of my favourites was Terry Venables when he used to manage uh, sort of Spurs in England. But um but yeah, Cluffy is is the one who I still see on YouTube now and watch things and it brings a, I don't think for me football hasn't been the same when, since Cluffy retired from football. It ain't seen that, uh, the characters seem to have gone out of football now.
0: Yeah, and, and, and to quote, to quote Cluffy, I wouldn't say he's the best manager of all time, but he's certainly the top one.
1: Uh, one of my favourite quotes. In, um, yeah, I've even used that quote on my team sometimes. Have you, yeah. They looked at me enough to say, like, what are you on about? Obviously, I didn't deliver it with the same charisma as, uh, as that. No. Uh, and so, and about,
0: about, about player-wise, have you got a in idol as a, as a
1: player? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple. Uh, one of my favourites. Was, was Gaza, Paul yep. Gascoigne, uh, obviously with, with Spurs. Um, there's a few, I mean, I love Messi. I, I can't I speak highly enough of watching Messi over the last sort of 10, 15 years. I still think one of the, the all time greats was Maradona. I was fortunate enough to be of a, of a nice age in 1986 with the World Cup in Mexico. And I know we got dumped out by his handball, but yep. that sort of took to, to be alive and be old enough to witness this birth of maradona and then see him over the following years i think he was a a genius i don't love him um he's argentinian for a so start, and uh <laughs>
0: so he's messy, messy so
1: yeah so but it's yeah it's you can you gotta take your hat off to geniuses and i think maradona was up there with the best
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with Messi, and you, you can, you can't argue with either of them, can you? You know, and, and Gaza no. as well. If Gaza didn't have his demons, he, he would have been one of the best in the world. Yeah, again, you know? But yeah, I think so. That yeah. injury and his, and his issues that he's had have, um, sort of blighted his career quite a lot, haven't they? But you can't yeah. deny the, the absolute genius that he had when he was at his peak, so. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> no, that's good. Good. Um, good to know. Um, right. Just to wrap up and, and just give out to Bristol United, so this Saturday coming, no game, but any any team is looking for a friendly, get in touch with John or, or, or Bristol United Club on their social media, Facebook, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, and Instagram, drop them a message, and hopefully something can be sorted, and the same for the following weekend, the 11th of November, which is crazy that we're getting so close to the end of the year. But, um, John, thanks again for joining me this week. Really appreciate it and really enjoyed it. Um I will speak to you next week. And I will also be back with another Bristol United episode this week at some point with Ash and Sam. Um Whatever you're up to this week, have a good week. If you're off to a game in the middle of the week, enjoy it. Or the weekend, obviously enjoy it as well. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening. Take care and see you again. Cheers. Bye.